Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 352, the podcast that continues to venture on, much like the movie or the character in the movie that we are reviewing this week. Uh, with me, as always, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the Nicolas Cage of podcasting, Mysterious Mike Talent. Wow, dude, that's that's an intro, man. Living, I don't know if I can live up to that. That, but that that was great, dude. Thanks. You damn well will better, Mike. You have to live up to it. Okay, I do. You're the talent. I, I will. Yeah. So, Matt, are you talent minus one? Oh, dude, way more than minus one. Maybe like minus one hundred and one. Ooh, wow, hundred and one. I'm not talented. Now we're talking about donations, dude. Yeah. Yep. 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 So uh, I'm trying to figure out how I can segue in this. Yeah, I kind of, I, I blew it. I blew it. And there's no, there's no way you can talk about this giant creature just destroying things. Uh, well, okay, there you go. So much like our podcast that will never die, Godzilla, seventy years, Mike, seventy years of Godzilla, thirty-three films done by the studio that did this film, the Japanese studio, which I am spacing on the name of it. Uh, but Mike, this week we're chatting about Godzilla minus one. Yes, the, this came out last week, but you know, we only do one film a week. So we decided we'll do it this week. So, uh, Mike, uh, first impressions. Uh, Matt, I really had no idea what I was getting into besides a Godzilla movie and it was great. Uh, well, that's a good observation. It was a Godzilla movie. And uh, how did you not know you was, that's what you're getting into? Well, I, I, when it comes to these big monster movies, I'm usually not too impressed. But this one was much better than most of them. So I had a great time with it. Now, are you talking about the Hollywood ones or the Japanese ones or both? I think I'm just talking about the big, like, monster destruction kind of movies like Pacific Rim and stuff like that overall. I don't know. I, I kind of grouped them into a category, I guess. Dude, I really liked Pacific Rim, the the first one. The second one wasn't very good, but I liked the first one. I thought it was really fun. It's, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't get the same thing out of it. It was okay. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I grew up watching Godzilla movies with my estranged father, Um but, uh, you know, that was one thing that he really liked was the old Godzilla movies, specifically from, you know, the 50s and 60s. And so we watched a bunch of those when I was growing up. And so that was fun. So I have a soft spot for Godzilla. But, uh, Mike, um, before we get ahead of ourselves, I guess I probably should say, uh, why don't you break it down for us? Okay. So I'm going to preface this with, I'm going to screw up everything real bad. I'm sorry. Because uh, this is a uh, Japanese-made movie, so these are Japanese names, and I am not good at saying English names. So, here we go. Uh, this movie, uh, Godzilla Minus One, was dir directed by uh, Takashi uh, Yam 
Yamaz Akat. Oh, man, I'm messing it up even worse. Come on, Mike. Remember what I said. Confidence. Say it wrong, but confidently. Takayashi (laughs) Yamazaki. Yeah, Takayashi Yamazaki was a director and writer of this movie. It's uh, starring uh, Mina Mi Harmbe, uh, Ryan Osuki, Kama Kamaki, uh, Sakura Endo, and Kurosaki Sasaki. I'll be honest, Mike. I think it could have been a lot worse than that. That was pretty rough, but I think it could have been a heck of a lot worse. I think you did okay. All right. And uh, this this movie is uh, post-war Japan is at the lowest point when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster baptized in horrific power of the atomic bomb. All right, Mike. So before we start getting into my opinions, because, you know, I'm full of them, uh, why don't we give away... An incredible film. Let's do that, dude. Let's do it. So, Mike, uh, we were contacted by uh, a you know a wonderful studio, and this is a film that you and I have reviewed on the podcast, and we reviewed it not that long ago, and we both really enjoyed this film. At least I know I did, Mike. I'm pretty sure you did. I didn't look back to see what you rated it, but that's fine. This week, we are giving away digital copies of Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I really did enjoy it, dude. Yeah. So we're giving away Killers of the Flower Moon. What's, uh? I guess, what are we going to get the audience to do? What do you think, man? Well, Mike, you had an inspiring idea when we were discussing this pre-show, but uh, uh, I, you know... I really do. I really do like this film. And it's true. People talk about how long it is. And yes, it's a long film. But dude, what Martin Scorsese film isn't long? And they're epics. That's what they are. They're epics. They're what film you know used to be. And so I love this movie. I think it's well worth a watch. And all of our listeners that get to win one of these codes, lucky, lucky, because I'm going to have to go buy it. Hmm. Yeah, no, uh, th- this is a, you know, Martin Scorsese is so good at the craft of filmmaking, and this is just another one in his uh, long list of movies, so. Oh, uh, his long list exciting, of dude. amazing films, amazing films, and I agree, this amazing is another films, one. Yeah. It's another really, really good one. I, I can't list off too many that I'm not a fan of, but anyways, Mike, um, I don't want to drag it out too long, because I know you want to hurry up and give these away, so uh, it. Mike, we're going to have everybody email you, Mike at realfilmnerds.com. Why don't you go ahead and ask them the question you want answered? All right, everybody. So Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, and George Lucas all kind of uh, came up in Hollywood together about the same time. And I'm thinking, why don't you just tell us which one of these directors uh, is your favorite? And maybe a little bit why, but you don't have to. You can just say which one's your favorite. And yeah. And then uh, email me, uh, Mike at realfilmnerds.com. So uh, I'm not going to answer this because I love all three of them. So I'm glad I don't have to enter this contest. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's a pretty cool contest. I don't know. It's a little different than some of our other ones. 
Okay, so which one is your favorite then, Mike? Um, well, I'm going to have to say Steven Spielberg, dude. Jaws, man. Uh, yeah. Just because of Jaws. Yeah, you're partial to Jaws. I, I forgot about that. Yep. Okay, okay. All right. All right. Fine. I like all three of them. No, I love all three of them. But anyways, beside the point, here we go. Here's the business. So remember, email Mike, mike at realfilmnerds.com. Here we go. Directed by Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon is a masterpiece and is now available on digital. Lily Gladstone, alongside Academy Award winners Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, give powerful performances in this riveting film based on a true story. You can buy the epic Western crime saga, Killers of the Flower Moon, on digital. It is rated R, and it is from our friends at Apple Original Films and Paramount Pictures. So there you go, Mike. Jealous. So jealous. Uh, yeah yeah i am dude i i love this movie i really did i thought it was fantastic so i would honestly like we talked about uh, in the podcast I- i'd love to see a director's cut because i bet you martin scorsese has it closer to like four or five hours <laughs> there probably is like a a longer version a much longer version all righty so here we go mike back on the roll uh godzilla minus one uh, dude i I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it right now. My first impressions. This is one of the best movies of 2023. Dude, it it was really cool. It was, like I said, man. I didn't know besides a Godzilla being in there. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't. I didn't know if there's gonna be any story. I didn't know what it would be like. And it was great, dude. It was fantastic. I loved the whole story. Um, there was only, there's a few parts and I think it's just Japanese culture that were a little weird, but to me, I was like, eh, that's fine. So, um, I don't know. It was some of the stuff with the honor and stuff was, I, I don't know. It's just a different culture. So I just took it in. So, um, you didn't watch the trailers going into this, so you knew nothing. Absolutely nothing. All I knew was there was a movie with Godzilla in it, and it was subtitled uh, in Japanese. That's it. So I watched the trailer going in, uh, and what shocked me is that I didn't realize it was going to be kind of like almost a reboot of Godzilla, because we go back to right after World War II, or actually the very end of World War II is where we first pick up our main character. Um I really thought it was just going to be, you know, another Godzilla movie in the line of Godzilla movies, uh, you know, from the Japanese studio. This is their 33rd film. But no, um, and this movie has been extremely successful, so successful that they are planning of possibly doing a sequel to it. And it was just going to be a one-off. And it is just tearing up the charts in America. Obviously, it was tearing up the charts in Japan. Um, Japan got it a full month before the U.S. did. They released it on the date of the very first Godzilla movie, which was released in uh, November of 1954. Um, It's the 70th anniversary. Now, it's not the 70th anniversary of the film, but it's the 70th anniversary of him as a character and his creation. Um, I believe he was a a made-for-TV movie kind of thing is where his first appearance was and that was in 1953 
versus 54. So it's the 70th anniversary of him as a character, but not of the first film, which is pretty cool. But um, what I love about this movie, Mike, is it's Godzilla isn't the focus. Godzilla is a big part of the film. Of course, it's a Godzilla film. But it's like the old Godzilla films where it's about the people and it's about the story and, you know, going through and telling a wonderful story with Godzilla as the scary monster. I mean, he was frightening. Like, Godzilla is not frightening in any of the Hollywood films of late. He's not. It's like Godzilla versus Kong, all that stuff. It was just like, oh, yay. You know, he was scary in this. Yeah, dude. He really was scary. And I... I I have no idea how they made this with the special effects looking so good, dude. The CGI in this movie is awesome. Especially for $15 million. They made the whole movie for $15 million? I didn't even know that. $15 million. And just to put in perspective, the Marvels, which was not good. Um, The CGI was questionable in a lot of places. Over two hundred million to make that movie. This was fifteen million. Well, uh, I don't think I said anything when I was doing the rundown, but the director and the writer of the screenplay in this is also a special effects guy, and uh, he's in the special effects credits. So I think he helped and and knew knew uh, maybe tricks of the trade or something to do things for cheaper. But I I'm I was super impressed with the CGI like. There was there was a few times when it was a little bit um like questionable, but for most part, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing, dude!" I really thought it was very very good. It looked fantastic, especially those first appearances where you see Godzilla and he's I don't want to say like Jaws like, but he kind of is, where he's just kind of sticking out out of the water a little bit, and then you know when he goes underneath the ships, man. Yeah, no, the the water, even the swimming stuff was awesome. Oh, dude. it was like, it very looked, good. It looked great. Yeah, I mean, it's, what is Hollywood doing wrong? They need to go over and learn from this guy is what they need to do. Yeah, yeah, no, they need to learn from this guy. Because, wow, this this was amazing. Uh, this is a great movie, man. Uh, like, like you were saying, alluding to, Godzilla's in it. But it's not just Godzilla. It's it's more about the people and the story of actually just kind of a, a couple characters. We're just focusing on uh, like a little family, like kind of a, well, a, yeah, a family. Yeah, it, it's a family. It's not a uh, um, nuclear family, I guess is what you would call that. Biological. Biological, nu- nuclear. Well, I don't know. Nuclear means uh, male father, female mother, but it, I don't know. It, yeah. Let's just go with biological. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, and uh, wow, you know, um, so I, I think Matt, I'm getting to the point where I might start to spoil it. So I'm just gonna go ahead and ask you, Matt, what are you drinking this fine morning, evening, afternoon? <sighs> well, Mike, thank you for asking, sir. I was getting quite parched. Um, I'm not drinking anything fancy. I just have a nice light beer from, you know, being, uh, pointed out that I, uh, can play Santa Claus now in my forties, which is depressing, but, uh, uh, I'm drinking a Michelob Ultra. 
All right, dude. Michelob Ultra, dude. Okay. Uh, I am uh, drinking my, uh, you know, kind of old standby uh, Hoppy Nomad from uh, Aldi. So uh, IPA, it's like a session IPA. It's your uh, go-to. Anything from Aldi is your go-to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely. I need an Aldi up here. We got a Trader Joe's in Prescott. We need an Aldi next. Oh, you probably get one. You probably get one. It seems like you guys are on the up and coming. Uh, I hope so. I hope so, Mike. So, speaking about up and coming, Mike, what is this week's just up and coming dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh though. Dad jokes. Oh, dude. So I was able, Matt, I think, you, oh, you're going to like this, dude. This is great. I was able to get a dad joke about Godzilla. Oh, dude, I would hope so. 70 years of films? Yes. What did Godzilla say when he ate the nuclear power plant? Crunchy? Mmm, that's some atomic flavor. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. All right, all right. So, so yeah, no, I, I, I thought that was good, dude. I thought it was funny. No, it was good. I think that was pretty funny. But, uh, uh, Mike, more importantly, let's see if you can do it. It is a Japanese-made film. Mike, how does Godzilla Minus One relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? So, Matt, this movie uh, has an extremely small, like, um, cast and everything, like, production. But the visual effects are what saved me, Matt. The visual effects. So, uh, there's a gentleman who worked on this, uh, Pascal Bless. And he uh, worked on the um, Ant-Man and wasp uh quantum manium so i was just happy to find some sort of tie-in because uh pretty much everyone else it's just all japanese everything so there's there's almost no relation back to our hollywood well that is to be expected mike yeah yeah but i i was like i was like uh-oh this is looking not good. And then I found one, Matt. So I was like a little bit jumping for joy, you know? But does it count? I mean, it is Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. Like... Yeah, well, it's an MCU, dude. All right. All right. It doesn't matter on the quality of the MCU. All right. Got it. Got it. Yes, that is true. If we had <laughs> the quality stuff, it'd start to get real confusing. Which one's in, which one's out. Yeah, well, we would have to do a poll and vote and you know nobody would do that so uh anyways okay mike uh we are in the spoiler section of godzilla minus one um i guess it's a spoiler uh it was fascinating that our main character was a kamikaze pilot but wasn't but was yeah no that was uh interesting man i i couldn't imagine showing back up and being like yeah so about that yeah and uh, Yep. His his neighbor, um, the lady, I don't remember uh, what her character's name was, but she was brutal when he got back. 
I thought you were a kamikaze pilot. <laughs> you ruined the reason we lost the war is because of you. Right. Yeah. It's pretty crazy how hardcore they are against him. And it's like, okay, so him killing himself with an airplane would have stopped them from being, you know, blasted by nuclear bombs. I don't think so, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the circumstances of uh, the uh, kind of impromptu new, uh, biological family was uh, quite fascinating and uh, interesting how everybody kind of worked towards making sure the kid was okay. Yeah, it was it was kind of interesting um, uh, how it's a, a dude and a lady and they're not intimately related in any way, shape, or form. And they're helping raise a child that's not either of theirs. It was her friend or neighbor or something like that that died, right? Yeah, yeah. She didn't. She just said it. Uh, she got it from her dying mother or whatever. I don't. No, I don't no, think it was. It wasn't explained. her mom. No, I, not not her mom, but the the mother oh, of the, the baby's child. mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a neighbor's child, a friend's child, something not blood related at all. And she took it upon herself to raise the child, and then this kamikaze pilot you know has sympathy for them lets them stay at the house for a little bit to try and get on their feet and it turns into multiple years yeah and then he ends up taking a a dangerous job which was actually kind of a fascinating job of going to find uh undersea mines yeah yeah unexploded mines that were in the bay put there by americans and also the japanese which was very interesting the and that's why they had a wood boat is because the americans used magnetic mines that were just kind of out there floating around and it would stick to the holes and the japanese had them weighted out weighted down like traditional mines yeah no it was just um interesting so that was an interesting job of like mine disposal one thing that i liked mike um i feel like i'm swinging back to the kamikaze pilot start of the film but Godzilla attacked back before they dropped the nuclear bombs. And so I kind of like that aspect that Godzilla was a creature that had already existed and had been around for a while. It wasn't a mutation for anything from the drop of the atomic bombs. But he was mutated and given this insane, powerful like uh, heat breath, I think they call it, or heat what laser is it, breath they, or whatever I, th- I think i think they called it heat heat breath yeah but i was like man that's an atomic bomb right it, that shit was scary like that was the most insane heat breath i've ever seen out of any of the godzilla films but yeah that's what they call it and so he goes from like being just this crazy ass giant monster to begin with to this insanely giant monster with basically nuclear heat breath from yeah. the atomic bombs and that was another cool thing when he was like charging up, dude. They had such cool visuals for that. Like, oh, very cool. The like, blue spikes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's a that's a harken back to the uh, older Godzilla films because uh, the modern day Godzilla, uh, his heat breath or his whatever you want to call it, was actually red and orange. The original was blue. Oh man, well I liked the original blue. Like anyway, that that. Those scenes, the scenes where Godzilla's in, in the movie are just insanely well done. Like, I don't know, man. I was just blown away. I was like, how did they do this? 
Dude, and for so little money. I mean, honestly, they need to like fly him over to Hollywood or Hollywood needs to fly out to him and learn because honest, I, I'm serious, dude. This is one of, at a minimum, top 10 films of the year. At a minimum, probably top five. Just because the acting, the story, I mean, it's a complete package. It really is. It is a complete package. It was it was great. And Matt Matt being a uh, film aficionado or not film um air airplane aficionado. Do you know if that that second plane that he ended up flying in the movie was something they were actually really working on? Was that really an experimental plane or Yes, sir. Oh, I know all about that. That's the Shindin. And so the Shindin, um one of my buddies actually had a model of it. And uh, the reason why it didn't really take off big time uh, for the Japanese is because it was very, very difficult to fly because of the canard. Nowadays, we have electronics and computers and all those things that help canards fly. But uh, taking the tail off and putting the elevator on the nose, it's tough. But it does make the planes really, really fast. But yeah, that's a legitimate airplane. I don't think the one in the film is real. Uh, I think it was probably a, a model or CGI or whatever. But that is known. Is was uh, I think they built. I don't know if they built four or five. I think they built maybe a little bit more than that. I don't know if they ever saw combat. But yeah, the Shinden is a real Japanese airplane during World War II. Wow, that's cool, man. That's real cool. I figured I figured with that little bit of flying stuff you would have like uh, been predispositioned to like this movie anyway. Oh dude, I was kind of losing it when I saw him climb in it and jump on the plane and stuff cuz they didn't really have any of the flying stuff really in the trailers. So I didn't know it was, he was a kamikaze and I didn't really know about the airplane stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but and he said he was good at at um dog fighting but i don't like it was just because they were losing that they were just going to send everybody to be kamikazes i i didn't quite understand what was going on with that yes that's uh very well known in uh world war ii history is that um when the japanese started losing ground uh they started training people not even how to land just how to take off and had a kamikaze. And so a lot of the later pilots were never taught how to land. They were just taught how to take off and crash. Wow. I mean, I guess that saves some training time, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, dude, it's very expensive. You probably know from, you know, years of growing up near a military base, um, training is not free and it is really not cheap either, especially pilots. And so... Yeah. I I still don't understand the concept of having your aces like this guy that clearly knows how to dogfight uh, go full throttle into a ship or a, another plane or whatever or a building or whatever to try and destroy it. It just th- there's so much that goes on with learning that pilot. It just no, I don't get it. I don't understand Kamikaze at all. Yeah, and I liked how they they tied in his his knowledge of kind of using guns and like uh, from 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 his piloting for using to explode the mines. I thought that was kind of cool too. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you could tell he clearly knew how to use uh, 
a 50 cal, I guess you would say, because that was a 50 cal that was on the ship. But that that wouldn't have been what was in his plane unless he had a two seater, because he would have had a gunner sitting behind him if it was a two seater shooting something very similar to that. But um, the plane, at least he was flying in the beginning of the film, was just a Japanese Zero, which they did have two seaters of those. Um, they would have uh, uh, a lot of the Japanese Zeros. They would have uh, a gunner and or uh, uh, torpedo bombs. Like that's what was uh, happened in um, uh, Pearl Harbor. Was they a lot of the Zeros had uh, uh, torpedoes, and uh, it was a the Zero. Not to keep talking about airplanes, but the Japanese Zero was an extremely uh, uh, diverse plane you could put torpedoes on it you could put bombs on it machine guns uh you could do all kinds of stuff with them now one of the side effects is there wasn't a whole lot of protection for the pilot but uh you know they flew well because they were so lightweight ah well you have to sacrifice on on certain things and often it's the uh the pilot who gets has to take the sacrifice well in the japanese culture yeah at least back then I mean, that's why they had the Kamikaze pilots and they, why they did what they did and all that other stuff is because you t- alluded to it earlier, how you didn't understand about it's all about honor. Well, that's the greatest thing a Kamikaze pilot or a pilot or anyone in the military for the Japanese back then could do is die for their country. That was the greatest honor of all. Yeah, it seemed like our, our main character was very conflicted about he he basically felt like he was already dead and like but he wanted but he had this obligation to help this child and it was like help raise this child even though it wasn't his it was interesting he was very conflicted well i don't know mike i liked it a lot um i have to out myself um i did it on the radio so i better do it here uh i fell asleep twice what you fell asleep yep when well this is why i don't go to the theaters with the recliners especially not at the latest showing and especially not when i'm tired oh no (laughs) oh no man so i fell asleep during a lot of the uh subtitle dialogue parts um the person i went with said i didn't miss much so that makes me feel good but uh i asked him if i was snoring he's like no you weren't snoring i could just tell you nodded off a little bit and i'm like shit made me feel horrible (laughs) oh man i never fall asleep during movies ever but you can't uh, the theater was hot because it was ice cold outside i'm making excuses but i never fall asleep during movies and i i can't do it mike the recliners are the devil dude that's the only way to fly as far as i'm concerned dude every time i go watch a movie i'm in the recliner oh dude no no i'm out i'm out i even i think it's because it i do it every night I will come home after I eat dinner to unwind. I'll kick up my feet, have the old recliner out, especially with the, you know, the shit up, the leg things up. That's it. That's it. 20 minutes. I'm probably out for at least a good hour. (laughs) And then I'll wake up and it'll be like two and I'm like, fuck, I got to go to bed. (laughs) Oh, man. Well. You, I guess, continue going to the traditional uh, movie theater seats, and I'll continue to do the recliners, and uh, we'll be good. We'll be good. I haven't fallen asleep. Do you go during the day? What time do you go? Um, lately, it's been a lot of the Thursday nights. Um, I just like going on Thursday night. It's usually not too busy. 
um, except for Marvel movies, but that's obviously waning right now. But, uh, it, you know, it's, it's just easier for me. The traffic's lighter, you know, things, things are just easier on Thursday nights. Dude, I, so lo- I love going Thursday nights. Yeah. It's not the latest show though. Cause you know, I, I, I get tired. Well, so. see, that's the problem. I'm going to the latest show because that's when I can. So ah. that's the problem. You know, if Harkins ever puts in the recliners, I'm shit out of luck. But I don't think Dude, they I, are. I, I bet they will. I bet I, they I will. I don't think so, man. There's been no talk about it or anything. And I, I'm fine at Harkins. But, dude, the recliners, that was it. I was out. Okay. All right. I think if I wouldn't have kicked the legs out, I probably would have been okay. But, oh, well. You can't sit in a recliner and not kick the legs out. I know. It's blasphemy. Okay. All right, Matt. Well, thank you for outing yourself. Uh, At least I owned it. You did own it. Well, uh, do you want to? Oh, do you want to give uh, the the rating uh, of the movie, Matt? Do you want to give your rating? Well, Mike, you don't have to ask. You could just say we're going to do our ratings now. Well, I didn't know if you had any more to talk about, dude. I have lots more to talk about, but uh, you know, I don't want to jabber on and on and on because we got another special thing to do after our ratings, Mike. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll give you my rating right now then, Matt. So Please. I'm going I'm going to give uh Godzilla minus one four out of five reels. Uh Mike, likewise, I give Godzilla minus one four out of five reels. Um I wanted to do four and a half. I was wavering between four and four and a half. Um I've noticed that lately. The past handful of films we've done, I'm kind of wavering between ratings. Uh, and I usually don't do that. I usually commit and I'm like, yep. But the reason why I brought it from a four and a half down to a four was exactly what I talked about, about me falling asleep during some of the hardcore dialogue scenes, which I think is nice and it's good to have that in there. But I do feel that it changed up the pacing a little bit too much. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't find any of the pacing uh, a problem. I, I really liked it. Um, so f- four out of five is, is my the, the only, I guess, complaint I have. It's not really a complaint. There's just some cultural things that are a little bit strange in this movie. But um, uh, other than that, it was fine. And, and maybe it's just me. So I don't know. No, no, I, I, I agree. Um and let, don't back away from your microphone too fast, young man. But, um, Mike, do you think people should go see this? And do you think they should go see it in the theaters? Because my answer to both of those questions is a resounding fuck yes. Ah, uh, yes, they should see this in the theaters, man. This is fantastic. This is this is awesome movie making. The, the, the special effects for Godzilla are awesome, but it's just a great story. So, yeah, go see this in the theater. I, I, even though it's only a four, not a four and a half, I still think this is a not miss. I think you really, to appreciate this film, you really, really should watch this in the theaters on the big screen, especially Godzilla. Gosh, dude, it's just absolutely phenomenal how great he looks. Yeah. No, dude, like the, um, the mind and the mouth thing and like his healing, like uh, the healing stuff was so cool. Oh, like it looks so good. So good. So good. And it, it's, it wasn't like super fast, 
but it was still fast enough to realize that oh shit he's gonna be back you know to it here in a couple minutes yeah 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 um uh, it, it was it was great dude it was great it was almost like a godzilla wolverine yeah yeah it was like a godzilla wolverine yeah yeah so anyways all right mike so speaking about mutants ah, how's that segue oh oh that that was good dude so we we have a two for one you get two giveaways in one podcast now you're gonna have to specify which giveaway you want to enter you'll have to tell us but luckily we have two different questions but mike again from our incredible friends over at paramount pictures we're giving away blu-ray copies of teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem oh man awesome that was another great one i'm excited that the younger generation is getting an opportunity to fall in love with teenage mutant ninja turtles all over again like we did dude seriously uh two great films to give away this week uh we reviewed both of them we loved both of them i really enjoyed this film too uh i it's it took me back to what the teenage mutant ninja turtles used to be you know they have lost their way dramatically the past 15 years or so give or take um i haven't followed them that closely but when this movie came out and the trailers were coming out i was very excited to see it and i was not disappointed i thought it was very good i hope they continue it i hope we at least get a couple more of these if not more oh yeah man this this was great i think we're gonna get a couple more i love the animation style it was fun. It was it was what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles used to be when we were growing up. Right, right. They didn't overthink it. Yeah, it, they kind of started from the beginning, but they didn't. You know, it, it was it was great. I really, really do like this film. Uh, again, these are physical copies of the Blu-ray plus a digital code that comes with it. Uh, Mike has a great question on this one. I love this idea. Ready, Mike, go ahead. What do people need to email you this time? All right, so make sure you uh, email your answers uh, to mike at realfilmnerds.com. And my question for this movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, is uh, our main characters, the Ninja Turtles, love pizza. What is your favorite pizza? I I feel like this is a good one, dude. I like it. Well, and Mike, I know your favorite food is pizza. It, it absolutely is. Like, I, I think I took inspiration from the Ninja Turtles. I was just going to ask you that. Uh, I was wondering, oh, you well, just because, you know, we were talking about it earlier, I would like to know what your favorite Ninja Turtle is. Oh, uh, probably Donatello. Donatello. Okay. So I like two, but if I had to pick one, Leonardo all day long, but I'm a huge fan of Donatello too. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, Matt, I guess while we're on the subject of favorite Ninja Turtles, what's your favorite kind of pizza? I was going to say, Mike, what's yours? But mine's easy. Uh, I love the I love the ham and pineapple, which everybody says is just atrocious. But uh, if I had to pick the tippy top meat lovers, you got to have just all that meat. Yeah, dude. I, I, I think meat lovers is my favorite as well uh, with like bacon. Yeah. Oh, love yeah. some bacon on it. Like it adds this extra kick. You got to have the sausage, the bacon, the Canadian bacon, AKA ham, and then the real bacon. Uh, I had one, uh, meat lovers that had meatballs on it. Oh, dude. Yeah. Just give oh, me all man. the meats. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Sounds good. So, anyway, uh, 
email uh, Mike at realfilmnerds.com, your favorite pizza, to uh, enter to win the contest for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Blu-rays. Perfect. Perfect. Good job, Mike. Good job with your questions this week. I love it. So, all right, here we go. Here is my business. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is now on Blu-ray and digital. After years of hiding, the Turtle Brothers hit the streets of New York to take on an army of mutants in this hilarious action-packed adventure. Enjoy over 40 minutes of bonus content when you buy it on Blu-ray. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is rated PG, and again, it is from our good friends over at Paramount Pictures. Woo! Dude, seriously. Happy Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. I mean, two giveaways in one one week. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. And Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Uh, Wait. I messed that up. It's Happy Christmas and Merry New Year's, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Got it. Got it. So speaking about uh, Happy Christmas, uh, Mike... We're doing a Christmas movie next week at your uh, request. What what Christmas movie are we talking about, Mike? It's, I think, one of your favorite movies of all time next to Jaws. Uh, so, Matt, we're going to be watching uh, Home Alone. We're going to the Macaulay Culkin classic. Um, yeah, dude, this one was great. I dragged my mom to this. So, like, I'll be able to reflect on seeing this uh, when I was a little kid and seeing it now. Oh, definitely. I saw it at the theater, dude. Did you see it at the theater? I honestly, I don't remember. But uh, you know what I do remember? Uh, you, do you remember this thing? It was before Blu rays and before digital and all that stuff. It was called VHS. Yes, I am aware. So, at McDonald's. They sold VHS tapes of Home Alone when you bought a Happy Meal. Oh, yeah, dude. Do you have your Happy Meal version? I don't know if my parents still have it. My dad probably threw it away because, you know, uh, my dad in his infinite wisdom is going to die any day now. So he is throwing everything out in the house, which is awesome and creating a divide in the family. But uh, um, I watched the snot out of this movie on my McDonald's VHS Home Alone when I was growing up as a kid. Now I got that completely out of order, but you understand. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, dude. That's so funny. I do remember doing that. You could get movies from McDonald's. I think I got the Adams family or something. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It was like kids movies and you had to get a happy meal and then your parents could buy the movie for, I don't know. It was like two or three bucks, something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think I got, I wonder if my parents have a copy of uh, Adam's Family on uh, on VHS that that's like from McDonald's. Old school, man. But yeah, I watched the crap out of it. So that's why I'm saying I don't know if I saw it in the theaters. I want to say yes, but my most vivid memory as a child with Home Alone was watching it basically on repeat. And it couldn't rewind fast enough for me to watch it again. Nice. Nice. Yeah, no, I've, I've I've seen it a ton. It is it is an instant classic. Matt, I was just talking to, to Mags the other day, and I just feel like there hasn't been any classics in a while, dude. Like any kind of like... 
We had Elf. Christmas classics? Okay, Elf. Yeah, yeah, like Christmas classics. Like Elf, I'm trying to think of like another like more modern one, and I don't really have much. I'll give you one even though uh, it only came out last year and we did review it, but I like it. Uh, I bought it. Um, I don't remember if I bought it on Blu-ray or if I just bought it digitally. I might have just bought it digitally. No, I think I bought the Blu-ray too. I might have gotten the 4K Blu-ray. Anyways, um, let me get on with it. Uh, it came out last year. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was a really fun movie. Wonderful Christmas film, Violent Night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that's going to be a yeah. classic. It might take a while to get legs, but I really liked it. Like, I think it was 2002, I think Bad Santa came out. Yeah, Bad Santa is an instant classic. Yeah, I... uh. I kept sending screenshots of me watching Bad Santa to people on my team, threatening them, saying I'm learning how to play Santa from this movie. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know, man. I just feel like there hasn't been anybody who's tried to do anything. like. There's been a classic. lot of people trying to do Christmas movies, but there's nothing that has that magic like Elf or Bad Santa or Violent Night. <laughs> just had to sneak it in there i did, huh, man? I, did. <laughs> I don't know all right well i'll i'll, I'll stop oh, ranting about that what it's about just, that uh, one though did you i don't know if you ever watched it do we do it do we do a pod on it it's been a while um the 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 netflix mel one? gibson one no no Which well one? we did a pod on the mel gibson one i like that a lot but i don't think that's a classic because it's not like a kid's movie like that Mel Gibson one was, I mean, that's a straight up action movie. Like that was hardcore murdering. You know, you yeah. don't, you don't want yeah, like six year olds watching that one. But no, no, the the Kurt Russell one that was on Netflix. Oh, uh, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, you know, not a classic. It, yeah. So, so Matt, me and the wife had, we, we've come up with the term. I'm sure other people have come up with the same term. But it seems like a lot of the Netflix movies. Or, or some of the streaming made exclusively streaming movies. We're gonna call them B plus movies. Okay. So they're like they're like B movies, but like they have a huge budget. Um. Well, what about A minus movie? No, because no. they're not really they're not no because it's because you know there's like B movies. Oh yeah. And and then there's like the 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 A A movies. We're going to call it a B plus. Okay. All right. Okay. I see what uh, you're going for. Yeah. Because it's like, there are movies that could be really good. They're just not quite really good. But they have the budget. But they have the budget. Okay. All right. All right. So B plus movies. I, I need to write that down. That's going to go in the show notes. Yeah. That's a good one, dude. All right. All right. I think I think I'm done for real now, Matt. I think I'm done for real. Wow, we have two giveaways, everybody. Just make sure to enter by sending me emails, Mike at realfilmnerds.com. And you can enter both of them, but they need to be separate emails. Yeah? They yeah. Well, I mean, they need to answer the questions. It's only fair. All right, separate emails. Email me twice. Matt just wants my email to blow up. Yeah, I want to fill it up. Yeah. Is that what he said? All right. Anyway, let's move it on. Wow, Mike, you're getting more risque the longer we record. I love it. 
All right. I think I think I think we're done now for real. So uh thanks for listening, everybody. And uh make sure to follow us on the socials, Instagram, uh X, formerly known as Twitter, and Facebook. Uh we'll catch you on the next pod. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Hi, everyone. This is Ma Hinshaw, Loses Her Cookies. Episode 41, Godzilla Minus One. Matt, are you there? Ma, so you are Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies. You're not. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies. Whatever, I'm losing my cookies. <laughs> well, okay. who was it the other day? We were talking about it on the radio. Someone didn't like cookies. And I said, you better not let Ma Hinshaw hear that. Oh, she yeah. be offended. It might have even been Lisa. She, I don't know if Lisa likes cookies. Shame. Well, then I'll make her banana nut bread or pumpkin bread. There you go. Hey, you do you. Just mark it on your calendar. Uh, December 26th uh, at 9 a.m. You're going to be coming on the radio. The 26th on the radio? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, I will find out. I got to see if I can even get tickets. I couldn't buy them online, so I got to go get them. Anyways, I will stop talking about our personal stuff on your podcast uh, Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies. Episode number forty-one. Godzilla minus one. Ma Hinshaw, is this the greatest Godzilla movie you have ever seen? Actually, yes, it's the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. I really, really, really liked it, and I actually watched one that they had made before that one, and it was just nothing much. Uh, Which one was that? Was that a Hollywood Godzilla or was it a Toho Godzilla? I don't know. All I know is Godzilla. Are they speaking in English or Japanese? Uh, oops, I think English. So it's probably American. And it's a Hollywood Godzilla. Yes, because the Toho Jap- is the Japanese studio that made this. They're the ones that have been making Godzilla movies since 1954. Um, you can tell because they speak Japanese. They do not speak English. Oh, yes. I figured that one out. (laughs) So this is their 33rd installment of Godzilla. Well, it was, it, it was really, really good. And, uh, I, I just thought the storyline was really interesting. And I love the fact, and, and not many movies cover this, of how a kamikaze pilot feels if he does not accomplish his mission which is what this young man felt so horrible and spoilers oh my god so many spoilers can't i spoil it yeah it's your podcast you can do what you want but you know one thing i would i would point out is that he willingly landed his plane and made up a story about it needing repairs so that he wouldn't die yes can't blame him. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, if I was a kamikaze pilot, I'd welcome death, the sweet release of death. 
Oh, pew. I wouldn't. Crashing. Well, that's because you're 81 years old and you're still kicking. I know. I'm still You love kicking. life. I'm half your age and I'm ready to go at any moment. No, 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 no. No. Jesus, but come punch my ticket. He, stop that. Anyway, he was a very good actor. He expressed the emotions that I'm sure any person would feel that was in that particular situation. Uh, and then he um, meets this girl who's alone. I guess she's lost her family. I can't remember that part. But anyway, and she found a baby that was orphaned. She knew that the parents were killed. So there's a double storyline there. And, and it was really, really good. They took care of the baby. And uh, it, I liked how it showed how the, his, the city that he was in, and I can't remember the name of it. You probably know the name of it, was really just in rubble. And they managed to put together a, a place to live. And uh, then he went to work in a horrible job, blowing up mines in the ocean. The ocean photographs, the color, the cinematography, the everything was really awesome. And uh, the what gets me is the ocean was really blue. And I'm pretty sure the ocean was usually is not that blue. It's more a greeny blue, but it still was very effective and uh, beautiful. I thought it was really neat. And there's Godzilla. And he was really frightening and huge and had the biggest feet of any Godzilla I've seen, I think. Yes. Well, how many Godzilla movies have you seen? Can you count them? Oh, honestly, when you guys were young, I watched them all. But they were all, to me, they were, I think the first Godzillas were made for children, truthfully. I don't think so. I mean, they came out in 1954, Mom. They had political statements back then. Well, I don't know. Maybe I missed that. But well, most of it was Godzilla trouncing cities, knocking down buildings, you know, that kind of thing, over and over and over and over, and over again. Yeah, and as much as your husband uh, hates me, that's one of the memories I remember as a child was Dad was the one that really liked Godzilla movies. Oh, really? I, oh, I don't remember that, but okay. Yeah, now, he was the one that would sit down and watch it, watch him with us. Wow, that's a miracle. I didn't remember he did that. Well, well obviously he changed dramatically now because he went and saw this with you, didn't he? No, he did not. He stayed home. Michael no, went with you. Michael went with me. Michael really wanted to see it. I cannot believe that young man had never seen a Godzilla movie. Well, it's like, a good one to start with, I guess, but he needs to go back and watch all the other ones then. Yeah, I would like him to do that. He wouldn't believe it. I mean, really, he wouldn't. He talks yeah. about being so bored all the time. He, just on Godzilla movies alone, he could be busy for the next year. Oh, yes. I believe that. You know. Uh, anyway, this movie, and and the, uh, it had twists and turns to it. That I will not say so that I don't spoil too much. You can much. do what you want at your podcast, the old bat. I Okay, I loved when Godzilla got the train. 
And that was really cool. Well, that's in the trailer. They show him throwing the train in the trailer. Yeah. Does it show the girl? No, I don't think so. Yeah, well, that was cool, but I, you know, I don't know what to spoil, what not to. But anyway, you can that, spoil whatever you want. It's Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies. You know, the only person listening at this point is Eric, super fan of the Real Film Nerds podcast, and he has already seen this movie. So go for it, Eric. I hope you agree with me because I think it was really good. And then I'm like, oh no, she's dead. You know, Godzilla wiped her out, everything. And then it goes on and, okay, you know, and they uh, make plans to kill Godzilla and all that. And then, ah, the ending is just super. And I sniveled. I didn't out and out cry, but I sniveled a bit. Good movie. Loved the story. Loved all of it. Uh, well, I gave it a four and a half because it was a little bit long in the... Spoilers! What? You already are giving your rating? I didn't even ask you how many cookies. Oops, I'm sorry. I take it back. But anyway... Oh, it's already it, out in the ether. There was a lot of planning, of planning of how they're going to kill Godzilla and stuff. That took a little while. But other than that, it was really, really, really good. There. So, uh, is it one of the best movies of 2023? Yes. Uh, name one other one. Well, like I say, I like the killers of the flower moon. I like that one. Mm -hmm. I like Napoleon. Um, and I, oh gosh, there's, well, not, well, not real big. How many times did you see Barbie in the theater? How many? Three. Wow. At least three. I don't you know. You saw it two more times than I did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it I comes did. out uh, this weekend on HBO Max. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah, you can watch it now. They've been dragging their feet on releasing it because uh, they're trying to get people to pay for it before they release it for streaming. They could leave it in the movies a little longer. No, it's been out of the theaters for a while. Well, that's true. Okay. But, the, you know, when they first put it on digital, they charged $20 to rent it. Not own it, rent it. To rent well, they're it. trying to make all that money because people what? love that movie. Yeah, absolutely. I love my Barbies. Well, you didn't like the movie. I liked the movie. I didn't think it was the best in the world. Okay, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Oh, and I liked the movie Golda, and hardly anybody saw that one. And I think that was a very good movie. What about John Wick Chapter 4? And Helen Mirren was fantastic in it. Um, I don't know. I it was it was good, but I don't know if I say it was the best. No. What about Five Nights at Freddy's? Did I see that one? I don't remember. It was a horror movie. It's the one with the puppets. Oh, nah. I'm not. Uh oh, I'm not going to say that's the best. No way. <laughs> what about Spider Man Across the Spider Verse? It was good. What about the Flash? All right. I'm not going to sit here and ask you every single movie. I'm just trying to get your opinion on what you think is the best movies of the year. Yeah. Well, I think Godzilla is one of them. Like I said, those, those, you know, and Killers of the Flower Moon, really, really good. And Golda, I thought was very good. Um, well, think about it. Think about it because I'm thinking 
about doing the final episode of the year as like a breakdown of our favorite movies of the of the year and what we recommend people to see or not see. And that's a couple weeks away. So start thinking about it now. Getting get the uh cobwebs off your brain cells, get clear out the spiders, uh dust off the uh the old noodle. That's all I'm trying to do, Ma. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, hmm. Okay, so Okay. I'll Godzilla minus zero. Minus yep. one? Minus one. Minus one. Why am I calling it minus zero? That doesn't make any sense. Godzilla minus one. Ma Hinshaw, four and a half cookies. Right. Four and a half cookies. Godzilla cookies? That would be different. Bacon infused cookies? I could put put sprinkles of blue on it. <laughs> All right, so Godzilla minus one, four and a half cookies for Ma Hinshaw. Next week, I've already talked about it in my podcast, but I'll talk about it here too. Mm-hmm. We're going to review the 1990 classic, Home Alone. Right. Now, Mike and I talked about it on uh, our podcast, not Ma Hinshaw's podcast, which this is a separate podcast, even though it's piggybacking on mine. Um do you remember purchasing this film for me at McDonald's? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that. We were trying to, I was trying to figure out if you still had it. And I don't think you do, but Mike and I talked about it and, uh, you could, they had a bunch of classic movies. They weren't classics back then. I think they were in the theaters back then or that year. Um, you bought a happy meal, you paid like two or three bucks and you got a movie on top of the happy meal. You had to pick, um, Mike remembers it. I remember it. I remember getting home alone and watching the snot out of it. And it was what they called a VHS tape back then. Um, Mike remembers it and his parents bought him Adam's family. Oh, (laughs) I like that movie too, but oh, okay. But Ma. What? Eric is dying to hear. Do you still have home alone on VHS from my childhood? No. It it's gone because the VHSs are gone because Dave had the VHSs put on a flash drive or so whatever that one thing is where they can save all your stuff. And no, the VHSs are long gone. Bye bye. How for, dare you destroy my childhood? Well, I, I'm so I didn't know we had that at all. Anyway, it was a collector's item because it was from McDonald's. Oh, she. I know, and here I am, and all these McDonald toys and everything. But then, if you take them out of the wrapper, man, eh, that's no good anymore. So you know. I don't know. You're gonna have to get your nephew who is looking for work, uh, teach him how to eBay things or do Facebook Marketplace. I've discussed this before, but you haven't done it yet. Well, I've tried, but it hasn't flown. He's a smart young man. He can figure it out. I know he can. You tell him. I ain't make that make that cheddar, Ma. Think about it. Wouldn't it be nice to have a new Ma Hinshaw mobile? Oh, it'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Roll up in a Ferrari. Just ha. No. But hey, what if some of that stuff is worth some real change? You don't know. I think the original 101 Dalmatians uh, VHS is. Well, it's gone now. Still in the case. Oh, no, it's not gone. I still have it. but I'm... Oh, sure, you kept that, but not Home Alone. 
No, I I did. You keep Heather's childhood, but not mine. No, I and I kept a lot of the Disney ones, but then Dave had them put on the flash drives. Whatever they call that thing. She devil. Yes, I am. I'm evil. Bad. Not. <laughs> okay, hey, Ma. You know what? I have DVDs, not Blu-rays. DVDs of the original Avengers movie. Yeah, it's not worth anything. Nobody likes those anymore. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is in the toilet. They don't. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Oh, well, I've got that one and another Avenger one of something. And if it's from the nephews, they probably scratched it 37,000 times. Well, that I can't guarantee because I can't tell. <laughs> okay. Well, so, all right. What else do you want to add, Mahinshaw? Uh, I still remember a lot of Home Alone. I thought it was fun. So go out. Well, you don't go out. Uh, get it and watch it because it, it'll be really fun to watch. What is it streaming on? Hulu and Disney. Nope, Disney Plus. No, Disney Plus. I'm sorry. I, I forgot the plus. How dare you? Oh, brother. Oh, well. Yep. All right. Are you done now? Can I end the podcast? I I am finished. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Any other movies want to spoil? No. Oh, wait. I think I'm going to go see Willy Wonka. You are going to go see it. If you're going to go see it, you got to go see it. So you can report on the radio on Friday. No, it comes out Friday. I can't report on. It comes out Thursday. Well, it comes out Friday, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be in your theaters on Thursday. Well, I will inquire and see because I go Thursday. I have nothing to do but baking cookies, baking pies, pies, cooking uh, food, wrapping presents, buying presents, and basically uh, decorating a filthy house. Yes. Can you please come up and do one of those things at my house? Because <laughs> I don't have time to do any of them. I die. All of you are getting your gifts and Walmart bags because I have plenty of those. Hey, that'd, that'd do. Put a bow on it and it, it's all good. Or if you go to Target, they have some really pretty bags. <laughs> That's what mine They're definitely are. thicker. They are thicker, yes. Except I miss the big red Target. Oh, well. It'll come back. Right? Whatever you say, Ma. Okay. Well, go out and see a movie or stay at home and see a movie home alone. Be alone when you watch it. It'll scare you. Why would it scare you? It's a child's movie. Because when you think of what children can actually do, and my children probably did worse, (laughs) it'll be fun. I'm sitting right here. Okay, kid. You remember 15 minutes? You've passed it. I'm sorry. Okay. Bye. (laughs) I'm not to that part yet. You're not to that part? Okay. Then I'm not saying bye. I have to say, you already said, oh, Jesus. Folks, this is why his name is Mike Talent, and it's not Ma Hinshaw Talent. Ma Hinshaw destroys her cookies. Mm -hmm. Anyways, thank you, everyone, for listening to another riveting rousing scrum diddly episode 
of Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies. Number 41 on Godzilla minus one. Tune in next week when we chat about Home Alone. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good day, evening, afternoon, morning, whatever time you're listening to this. Bye.